wouldn't see it. We'd have to do it in post. We'll figure it out. Guys, we're going to figure this out as more episodes come out. We're still learning, okay? We're, we're, we're just two idiots. It, it's tough when you don't have a producer. Like, yeah. So normally I would be producing in the booth over there, but we don't have anybody. Yeah, we don't like anybody. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll find, no, we'll, we'll we find really somebody. Like yeah, we don't. It's not that we like people. We'll find somebody that will tolerate yeah. And then there'll be times where I'll be like, you fucked this up. Also, I got to apologize for uh, last week. Uh, last week, we I forgot to hit record on the video. So last week, there will be no video for those of you watching on YouTube. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it's tough when you're doing all this stuff on your own. We're just Bicky and I, so... Working out the kinks, getting a flow, getting the rhythm going. But those are the kind of things you should sorry expect. To, sorry to everybody watching. For the, free every, yeah. uh, for the free <laughs> episode. You're welcome for the free episode. Just listening, listen, listen to it. Yeah. So uh, what's, what's new with you, Jeremy? Anything happened this last week? Not a ton. It was a pretty standard week. I mean, how's your... What was it like last week was Christmas, but I guess that's putting a timestamp on this fucking episode, but yeah, I guess Christmas was after we recorded. It was fine. You know, night. I don't know, man. I don't have a nice family. So like my Christmas is basically just like small family. <sighs> Sorry. Actually, yeah, you know it's what? just like me, my mom, my dad, my grandma and my sister. And then we eat uh, like I think we had like a roast beef. I made garlic mashed potatoes and we all speak in Hungarian. And then my girlfriend has to sit there while we're all talking in Hungarian. And then my dad brings out Hungarian booze for us to start drinking. That rules. So she has no idea what you're talking about. Not a clue. Not not a clue. And then when we're when we're talking in English, my grandma has no idea what we're talking about. So, <laughs> so there's at least one confused person in the room. Definitely, that definitely rules. at least one, and it's never me. I and they're both know. women. Yeah, go figure. Maybe they should just learn the language. My grandma <laughs> should learn English, <laughs> and my girlfriend should learn Hungarian. Yeah, speak the language, lady. Yeah, both of you, ladies. Yeah. What about you? What do you Native Americans do on uh, My wife on and I Christmas? didn't do shit on Christmas. It was great. It was everything I hoped it would be. I didn't even leave my couch for more than like a half hour to cook. So jealous. It was amazing. I had to go to my girlfriend's family, and they're like a big family, and they do like Secret Santa and all that shit. And I wasn't a part of it, thank God. I don't want to fucking buy anyone gifts. I, we already talked about my idea, my beliefs on Christmas. It's a stupid holiday. It's a capitalist bullshit fucking corporate trying to get the last of their inventory out so they make everyone take out credit cards to buy shit they don't need so that they can be assholes 90% of the year. But 10% of the year, it's, it's the holiday season. We need to be nice to each other. Yeah. Well... This comes out in April, so well, we've all been forgotten about by that time. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Fuck Christmas. And if it's April, then fuck Easter, too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. What do you guys do, what do, you guys normally do for Easter? Same thing we do for Christmas. Just dinner. 
It's just a dinner. And no matter what, it's a dinner. It's like my obligation to see my family. <laughs> you know what I do for Easter? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. God, dude, I envy that so much. We've told basically both families we have zero desire to come to either one of their parties. And they just accept it. What are they going to do? Yeah. Ground us? <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, the exact opposite. They, they, uh, they make you come back home yeah. and go back to your original <laughs> rooms. Yeah. Go to our room to ignore our family for not coming over. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Yeah, because my brother is so mad over Christmas because he's like, well, why aren't you coming over? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe if my, if my choices are stay on my couch all day or listen to my brother-in-law's mom talk her racist shit all day, her racist right-wing shit all day, or just stay home, I'm going to take staying home. Yeah. I Honestly, even if it wasn't a racist right white ugh. White ring. I had a hard time saying it myself. I had a pause. Instead of right wing, it's a white ring thing. (laughs) Uh, But still, dude, I'd I'd pick my couch over just about anything in life. Just sitting down and doing nothing is hands down my favorite thing to do. Yeah, because we're busy guys. Like, you know. Speak for yourself. (laughs) Well, you were a busy guy when you had a day job and doing stand up. Yeah, now I I hardly do stand up. Honestly, I've I've been like addicted to video games for the last month. I feel like I need to like get rid of my PS4 because I just keep playing video games nonstop. Or do what my wife did and just unplug it and put it in a closet and not play it for like, which is honestly kind of That's a shame. That's what I did. It's like, dude, you know, I didn't much, play it for three years. You put a lot of money into buying that thing though, so you should be enjoying it. You know what I mean? Not really. I was selling weed at the time, and I I made a deal with somebody. I gave him like <laughs> a, I think it was like a half ounce, and then they gave me a PS4 that they won in some fucking I don't know some contest or some shit. You gave him an ounce, half ounce. Oh, dude, you definitely got the better of the deal. Yeah, I I got it was like a half ounce, and I don't know. I think it was half, like half an ounce, ounce for a. PlayStation 4? Something like that. I don't remember the exact deal, but I'm pretty sure it was like a half ounce. And then maybe I gave him a hundred bucks in addition to it. Oh, yeah. that seems a little bit more, I guess, in the ballpark. No, I guess not. Then you got fucked. No. How much does an ounce normally go for these days? Depends on quality, but... I'd say between two and three hundred dollars. Okay, because when I was when I was dealing, I also haven't dealt in years. When I was, dealing, but when I was dealing, that's what it was. And it depends on how much you buy. You know, if you buy like a quarter pound or a pound or something, then you uh, obviously you get a break on it. But I'm bulk buying, yeah, an ounce so probably used to be three hundred. Yeah, I was my, gonna say between one hundred and fifty and three hundred. He had this stuff called Woody Hayes. Yeah, it was good. It was like a blend of like sativa and indica, and it's it's still to this day my favorite strain I've ever smoked. I gave up on the names. There were so many different names, and so I just I gave up. And like I would know them, and I would mark the bags for when I had them. But it was really more of a it was just like a quality thing. Like because like there were times 
I don't know. It's just how weed goes. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you get like really good shit. And then other times you get some mids and you're just like, all right, well, I'm going to cut the price on this. But you guys, so you guys are going to be smoking for a little bit. You mean to tell me that you got bamboozled by drug dealers? I wouldn't call it bamboozled. I just say it's just industry ups and downs. <laughs> the market fluctuation. Hey, dude, I would always sell the worst shit for cheaper. It's not like I would keep it at the same price. It's very kind of you. Yeah, uh, yeah the guy who used to buy my weed off of was a lawyer. Okay. And so he always had it. Like, I'd buy an ounce off of him, like, every other week and then sell that. And I'd just get a free eighth out of the deal. Because basically, like, all I did it for was a free eighth. Yeah. So an eighth would last me two weeks. Every two weeks, I was buying an ounce. I was probably buying somewhere around a quarter pound a week. Somewhere around there, because I had... Honestly, my biggest customer was a was an old man, my my dad's age, that I worked with. His name was Gary. And Gary had Gary, glaucoma. Dude, Gary fucking smoked more than anybody I know. And he would, <laughs> he would end up buying, like... Honestly, it would be like... Somewhere between a half ounce to an ounce a week just for himself. Damn. And then he would, you know, I'm sure he, he was also very generous. He was one of those guys that, like, you know, if you went and smoked, he'd roll up some joints and he'd, you know, he'd smoke with a bunch of people. And then I had other people, you know, in the mix, too. Oh, so he hated just, that. It's like, I just want to come in, grab what I need to grab and go the fuck home. Yeah, that guy. But that guy was cool, though. At least, oh, he had Gary's a, pet skunk. a great dude. He had a pet. My, my he had a pet skunk. Oh, we're talking about your guy. Yeah, yeah. talking about my guy. Did he have the skunk snipped so that it couldn't spray shit yeah. out of its ass? That's good. That pet skunk was the coolest fucking dude. I loved that thing. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't like at first. I was like, oh fuck, you got a pet skunk? He's like, yeah, he's cool as shit, and he was. Because I think I just thought they were gonna be like a ferret. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. ever seen anybody with a ferret? Those, those are the worst. Them. Those are the worst. They're smellier than skunks. Yeah. They're the worst pets. They're just all over the place. Sometimes they nip at you and just run away. And it's like, they're the fuck. They're so annoying. I'd rather I'd take a skunk over a ferret nine out of ten times. I don't even know what that one time would be. Yeah. <laughs> The one time when it doesn't have its asshole snipped. Yeah, that's the one time. That's yeah, sure. when you want the ferret. I don't know. Dude, my dog's got sprayed by skunks before. Yeah. I've had like, by th- probably four times. He's 10 years Damn. old. Yeah, he's gotten sprayed by quite a few skunks. It got to the point where he got sprayed last year. My girlfriend was literally having, like, a complete meltdown. She was, like, freaking out. She's like, I don't know what to do. And she thought, like, it was really funny because, like, I don't know if, like, television when we're kids. I don't know if it's, like, cartoons or what, but everyone thinks that you use, like, tomato juice. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. It's not tomato juice. You don't, I mean, maybe at one point in time it was, but it's hydrogen peroxide, baking soda, and dish soap. And then that, it, it gets it out after a while. It takes, either way, it Are takes vinegar a fucking, too? yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it's all just like a mix. Sure. But yeah. You basically, you gotta, you gotta make your own little fucking concoction right. and then hold your dog down and, and bathe them. I wonder and, how that developed. The whole, like, tomato juice. Because I had that thought, too, when I was younger. 
Like, do, oh, you get yeah. it out with tomato juice. Everybody that I've ever talked to is like, oh, did you like? Did you have to go buy like cans of tomato? Like, no, I didn't cover my dog in tomato juice. Like I was gonna fucking cook him for an Italian dinner and boil up some pasta. I also do, yeah. Some old old some ladies' ragu. gravy. Yeah. Some old <laughs> ladies' gravy. Some old Italian woman's gravy. Hey, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's that it's funny, you go to that drug dealer, like a little like a like the you know, like like the New York drug dealer or whatever. You're like he's like, What do you need? And you're like, the all the red sauce you've got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My dog just got sprayed by a skunk. <laughs> I need your grandmother's <laughs> recipe. <for laughs> this. Right. I heard it works. Uh, I don't remember there even being a bit on like network television. Do you remember a TV show having that as like a bit? No, dude. I think it was like fucking Looney Tunes or something. I don't know where the idea came from, but I know that it, I feel like it was like cartoons or some shit. No, I don't look it up. I like, I like, don't look it up. Yeah. Don't look it up. You see I, me looking at my computer. I'm I know like, you're I like, should fucking... I look it up? And I'm like, no, don't do it. No, we can't miss the spot of the Chris D'Elia problem. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. I didn't even know. I mean, I've heard that he liked younger women. I guess we're getting into it. Uh, I heard that he liked younger women, but I didn't realize how young he liked them. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely, I, he, he, it seems like he likes to groom high school girls, which, I mean, who else finds Chris D'Elia funny besides maybe <laughs> high school <laughs> girls? Who looks at that dog shit fucking uh, just physical comedy and is like, this is hilarious, besides like maybe 17-year-old girls? They're the only per- people, I swear, that find this guy funny. But yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's great this documentary uh it was made by a comic it's called the chris adelia problem it's really fucking good um he he interviews like four of the girlfriends and like what happens and uh the last one is the one they talks to the most and supposedly he likes to brand them he likes to get like a little c and a d tattooed on their necks he likes to uh tell them that he he's like he likes them to call him daddy and he calls them uh, his babies and he he supposedly legitimately wanted to start a cult with with these young girls. I, I don't know. That. I, I don't that know how like a, true this is. I just thought by there was the social way. media clickbait. But that's according to this documentary, which is fucking it, it's pretty wild. And I mean, he's got. I'm not gonna say he's got like hard evidence, but he's definitely got like some some pretty convincing interviews. You know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, fuck, dude. I, I just, like, it's wild to me. Because it, it's supposedly it's, like, hundreds of, like, 17-year-old girls. And then they'll, like, message each other on, like, Twitter and, like, Snapchat. So they're aware of one another. Yeah. And so, and obviously, this is, like, a Cosby-type situation, but, like, in a different way entirely, but... Some of them are aware of the other girls. The other, some of them think he's monogamous. I don't know. I don't know where the fuck his wife falls into this or fiance or whatever uh, you want to call her. But Jelaine yeah. Maxwell, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Maybe she goes and she just like recruits him. She's I know a that groomer. Dude, yeah, but he, dude, he he loves doing that shit. She's not and, just a hairdresser. She's also a groomer. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, that's fucked, man. That's wild. I just thought it was like clickbait there for a minute. I did have an ex. She was a huge Chris Delia. I always fuck up his last name. Delia, Delia. Yeah, who gives a shit? Deels. Delia, Delia. Who who cares? He's a pedophile. She liked him, and like, and she was also like, well, I was like, she was twenty three, and I was twenty eight, twenty nine. We were dating, so. So she was too old for him already. Yeah. She was already out of his demographic. She was already seven years too old for for uh, Chris D'Elia. Seven years? Yeah, you so said he, 23, so 16, 17. Yeah. 23, 24. Well, maybe it was 22 and 28, but whatever. I guess it doesn't matter. I guess it has to be because I, I, I guess I met my wife during that time. Yeah, because I started dating my wife when I was like 28, 29. So, I don't know. It was, it was a, bit, a bit of an age gap. Yeah? Yeah. You Did you try to pick up your wife at a local high school, too? <laughs> no, what's funny is that my, my I was I graduated high school, and my, my wife graduated four years later. Okay. So, That's I was bad. a senior. She was a freshman, but I didn't know her in high school. But I guess she used to come up to the bar I owned underage with her boyfriend at the time and drink there, unbeknownst to me. Because, like, so one of my business partners apparently was fucking, like, it wasn't uncommon for him Wait, to not card in my underage. Business partners was Chris D'Elia. Oh, that would be so funny. No. <laughs> he just loved underage His girls. name was Ryan, and he's dead now. <laughs> uh he uh yeah he was a constantly like i guess it was an un, it wasn't uncommon there's so many stories of underage drinking i heard about well after we owned that bar and i was like furious at him for years about it i was so mad because like i thought i thought we were like doing it very responsibly to the book because you know we were young business owners yeah and if anybody's going to go come down on us, or if anybody's going to think there's underage drinking going on, it'd be the guys who are like 20, 21, 22 guys who own a bar. Yeah. No one that age should ever own a bar. If you, you're, you're 21 or 22, don't own a bar. What should they own? A boat, a jet ski, anything but a bar. <laughs> <laughs> What about a yacht with a bar on it? There you go. That's fine. Serve as long your friends. As it's, in, it's in international waters. <laughs> yeah. Now you got that Chris Delia mindset going yeah. on right now. <laughs> Maritime law. Uh, yeah, it was so. She like she, she would come to that bar all the time with her boyfriend at the time, and one time he robbed me. Oh shit. Yeah, I, I had, like, there was, like, a back storage room with, like, all of my guitar amps. And I had, like, these all these, like, vintage guitar amps. There must have been at least, like, close to 10 grand in that closet. Damn. And he had to have known exactly where it was because I had it, like, behind shit. Like, I had I think it. your like, wife set you up? No, I didn't know her then. So... I don't. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. 
I didn't know her. She didn't know me. Uh, I didn't even know her boyfriend. And so the shit got stolen. I filed a police report about it. And then all I did was tell a few people, if you, anybody knows who the fuck did this, as long as they return what they stole, I won't press charges. It's all I want is my shit back. Yeah. I don't want to press charges. I don't want to go through the hassle. I just want my shit back. Three days later, it was sitting at the, at the doorstep of that bar. Well, that's good. At least you got your shit back. Yeah, it's hilarious. And we like got the screensaver going on in our conversation. Yeah, we should make the screensaver uh, our logo. Yeah, dude. We'll just watch this like we're tripping. Bro. <laughs> dude, look at all these Whoa! squares. Oh, shit. Um, I've never even seen this screensaver before. Yeah. I Is don't, it like a... Like a generic one? Yeah, it's just one of the generic ones. Um, it's 1960s chic. So when I was 19, I uh, lived in a college house with uh, with a Chris roommate. Dilly. Yeah. Dude, basically, another one. Uh, I'm not going to say his name, but he was a white rapper. Um, and he, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, yeah. <laughs> How weird would that be? It would be, it would be hilarious. I'm like, oh, Gary Sullivan? <laughs> Everybody knows Gary, that little fucking pervert. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe we could say his right. Uh, fucking Eminem. Yeah. It was. Marshall <laughs> Mathers. No, it was uh, it was Macklemore. It was Macklemore. I lived with Macklemore, the guy that did thrift store. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It was a stupid joke. Anyways, this. We I don't were, know who we that were is. Both, we were both uh, selling weed at the time, and. He was he was trying to be a rapper really hard, and he was doing okay. Like when Peabody's was around, he played Peabody's. He opened up for a few people. He opened up for Afro Man one time. Whoa, uh, that's a big deal. Yeah, it was it was nice. Whole forty five two zigzags, baby. Yeah, and uh, he also liked to fuck sixteen year olds in our apartment while there were definitely a lot. Of weed there because I was selling weed and he was selling weed and he was selling more weed than I was and I was picking up you You're know still pretty, doing pretty good you were doing better than me yeah but I mean how what's the age difference we were the same age no between you and I between okay I'm 29 so how old are you I'm 37 okay or so 29 eight. if you work in the industry dude we're the same age I'm bald I'm just gonna bleep out our I'm, ages yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. Nah, I don't care. I'm just kidding around. Gives a shit. Uh, but yeah, he was 19. He would always, I, I would get mad at him because he would bring 16-year-old girls over all the time. And uh, we got robbed one time as well, hmm. ironically. It probably wasn't the same person, but we, we also uh, had this guy come in and he pretended to have a gun. And uh, he came in, and he came in the door, and I was literally on my iPad, just like... How, how did he pretend to have a gun? He's like, like this is a gun! He, he had it, like, in his... In his oh. like that. So, this guy had, a, had, like, a deal set up with my roommate, and I had no part of it. Like, he let the guy in, he went in, and he always had his weed in jars, you know, like a big mason jar, and then he'd be like, smell it, and fucking... You know, pull it out and shit. And then the guy, like, grabbed the jar. And then, like, he was like... I was literally on my iPad, just minding my own business. 
And I just hear, get the fuck back, dude. I got a fucking gun. I got a fucking gun. And then he, like, looks at me, and I was like, dude, what the fuck do you want? I, I have nothing to do with this. Like, you guys do your thing. You guys want to pull a robbery or whatever, and you want to rob them of a few ounces. That's your guys' business. Were you intoxicated? No, I was just well. That I mean, yeah, probably. Oh, okay, I, was gonna I, say, I don't know. I was ballsy. I was probably just like sitting there high and just like, oh, you guys. I also, Jeremy, I like to mind my business. That is my big thing. You can do if you are doing something somewhere else. I do not want to be a part of it. I am not a hero. I I would rather just no one called you a hero. Go <laughs> go about my business and not, dude. Like if someone's getting stabbed over there, I just I turn and I walk before I get stabbed. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's like the kind of mentality. You're not even a good Samaritan. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't fuck her. Like, dude. I will help push a person out of the snow if their car is stuck. But, like, outside of that, like, Until it gets I'll, too cold I'll, out, yeah. then you're done. I'm out. Yeah, then it's not worth it anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, this guy, like, he's like, I have a gun and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I was just like, I looked at him and I was just like, whatever, man. Just, like, fucking... All right, take the weed and leave. And then my roommate comes out and he's like, he's like, the guy's looking at me and I don't know, like he's probably like contemplating, like, should I go take this guy's iPad or something? And my roommate just comes up and he just touches him. He's like, you don't have a fucking gun, dude. And then like this guy runs into the kitchen and one of the doors is the bathroom. One of the doors leads to the outside. This idiot runs directly into our bathroom. So it's basically me and my roommate, and we're staring at this dude, and he's holding this jar of weed after he comes out of the bathroom. My roommate looks at me and goes, grab the hammer. And there's a hammer just laying there. I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) Like, And then, like, the guy just, like, looks at us, and then we look at him, and he grabs the jar of weed and just smashes it on the ground and then, like, charges my roommate, but he doesn't, like, punch him or anything. He just, like, kind of, like, grabs him and pushes him up against the wall. So I get behind him, and I put my arms up. You know, I put him in, like, a full Nelson. (laughs) And my roommate's just wailing on him for a good, you know, like, minute or so. He's just punching him in the face. And then uh, he, like, gets all dazed, and he's, like, all fucked up. He's not knocked out yet. hit your head when he's getting those blows upon his head? I don't know. He's taller than me. Oh, so my head was like in his back and I just kind of, so I didn't, I didn't get hit backwards or anything. Yeah. I'm just like holding this guy and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And he's just getting punched in the face. And then he's like, finally like is, is all fucked up and you can see it. He's, he's like all, you know, like he's conscious, but he's like not there. And then he's like, go ahead, hit me again, motherfucker. And we just like open the door and we're just like, just, just go just go and he just walked out walked in walked down our stairs and walked into his car and uh, the best part is after all this happens we're picking up some weed on the floor and all we see are a couple piles of shit there's just shit all over our apartment my dog who was like two years old at the time who i bought to like be a guard dog literally just cowered and and shit Shit all all over the the apartment that is great Plus, the balls on all of you, really, at that point. He was talking shit after he got fucking murked up. 
Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking. <laughs> like, that's, that's also very ballsy. I wanted no part of this. I think I was really high, if I remember correctly, and I just wanted to, like, play Your on my iPad. seems very high. Like, just do whatever the fuck you Just, f- it's not my weed, so I'm like, just. You're and I didn't, talking the fuck. I didn't hate my roommate at the time, but, like, I didn't like him either, because he was bringing 16-year-old girls back, sure. and he also didn't do the dishes, and he would do this thing where, like, he would take, like, bags of trash and instead of taking them out, he would just, like, we lived on the second story, and we had, like, stairs that walked up to our apartment, and he would just stack the trash outside of our door. Like, he literally, nothing, did nothing. Maybe he loved raccoons. Yeah, dude. He fucking... <laughs> he just loves to be around and give to the community raccoons just don't live with a with a white rapper i don't know if black yeah rappers that should are... be a moral to every story stay away from white rappers don't live with them they don't do the dishes and they like to fuck underage girls in my personal experience <laughs> <laughs> i mean that tricks out <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sick Incentive Podcast, everybody. If you want to check out some more fucked up material, you can subscribe to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash sickincentive. Uh, Leave us a one-star review, please, because everything we do is shit, and we appreciate all of our listeners. Thank you. Speaking of fucking underage girls... Let's, Chris Delia. Yeah, let's watch. Let's watch him uh, have a breakdown. So ballsy. And try to get this girl to delete all of uh, all of the posts she just made on Twitter. Out of recordings of that call. I don't know. I don't get how you can say that you care uh, cared about me or any of the other people. How is she recording this? Probably a camera. I just don't get it, and I just don't understand. I did hear that she said a boot, so maybe she's Canadian. If there's anything I know about Canada, they don't have cameras anywhere. There's her tat- neck tattoo. I don't feel like I do because again, there's so many things that it's her branding. Now, like, oh, I didn't know that was the case, but like, it's supposed to be on the side. Of the this neck. is the worst Airbnb I've, I've ever seen. How old that TV is? The black walls. Yeah, they. they, they it's. It's. Uh... I have the, the. I have those same speakers. Yeah. Yeah, they're right there. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get them? From that lady's room. What was going on? Now you might be saying that those could be old recordings, but in these tapes, they talk about how Chris would obsess over her weight and have her measure herself and weigh herself. Dear this God. is mentioned in her post, so these recordings sort of timestamp themselves. I just, like, even, like, you say you didn't know about the... Like, I mean, the I don't see a newspaper thing, anywhere. Like, you did, we talked about it, and then... It does sound Canadian. A booted. You said I needed to stop eat booting, kind of, stop eating booting. I remember booting. asking you, like, <laughs> like, saying about wanting to, like, be a little thicker or whatever, like, put on weight, and you literally told me that 
tell me that you have sick girls, that you want me dainty, like, and it fucked with me a lot. Honestly, this is also a great video for anyone with like a foot fetish. Yeah, that's the only thing you can see is that girl's feet. Does go on to confront him several times. It's hard to tell whose voice that is. Yeah, it's uh. Like you knew what was going on mentally, like in bitch, let him talk so we can see who's fucking. Like the situation with, like. I just don't, I don't get it because so many times I asked you, like, like, don't you just want this to be peaceful? Like, don't you just want things to be okay? And you, you made the situation what it was, and you knew how fucked up both of us were from it. She must be some white rapper herself. Look at that mic set up in the background. <laughs> I wonder if she's got piles of trash. That's what, that actually now that probably switched your opinion. You're like, no, we should indict her. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking white rapper. Why should she keep playing with her toes? You know? What is this choice of camera angle? You're obviously aware that the camera's rolling. She's a, I don't know. She like kind of wants to show her face, but doesn't. She like do it a little bit, or at least show that he's on the phone. Like show the name on the phone. Everything because he's on speakerphone. It's so infuriating to have people tell you that you, something you experienced, something you went through, didn't happen. And Ugh, I hate feet. They're so gross. I hate this. Kristen. She's got some nice wait, wait, feet. Wait, 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 wait. I do not like feet. There's no such thing as good Kristen looking feet. Is that her? So that's, that's his wife. That's his wife. Kristen, where she explained the sex cult, the cheating, the underage girls, the all sex of it, cult. Is ignoring it. All right. Can we pause it there real quick? Because I have a question. Because he said sex cult like it was like a known thing. So yeah, so that's that earlier. That's earlier. Okay, so I, I tried to explain it earlier. So basically what he does is he messages um, 17-year-old girls on, like, Twitter and Instagram and other shit like that. He'll get his Snapchats. And what he, he wants to do or what he's attempting to do, that girl that was on the phone, he was trying to get her to – he, like, bought them a house in California. He was trying to get them to all move into the house together and basically, he has this like thing where uh, they call him daddy, and they have to call him daddy all the time, or else he gets real mad. And he basically like it's weird. He, they, supposedly, he makes these rules that like he can do whatever he wants, but they have to have their location on their phones at all times. They like can't do whatever they want. They like they're very monitored by him. But he is like, all right, I'm gonna go live my life and try to get more teenage girls. And then he just kind of wants them all living in a house together and like. No wonder he tours so much. Yeah, and he just <laughs> picks them up everywhere. I think one of the girls well, he's was also from like Michigan. The money to, for that house in California. Yeah, so I mean, this is all alleged stuff, you know, obviously from this girl or whatever. But it uh, it definitely is. Uh, let's okay. Let's say that it's plausibly true. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of holes in this plan because why would you keep them in California, knowing that the age limit for consent was definitely higher than 16, right? 
Well, I think he gets them at 17 and then he tries to like, he keeps them on the hook into like when they're legal and then he puts them in the house in California. Oh. So it's, so it's like it's, a grooming he, he, Well, that was like the main thing was that he was grooming people, but he also supposedly had sex with them while they were children too, like while they were 17, which at the same time, you know, I think we talked about this like an episode or two back. Uh, it's definitely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's very wrong, but it's a very- We know how we look. Yeah. <laughs> We're but aware it's, a of pretty, how we look. it's a pretty new idea to not fuck people while they're like 16 and 17. Right. Like people are grandparents age. Definitely. If not our grandparents, someone they knew where like the husband was like 26 years old and working in a fucking factory. And then he meets this like 16 year old girl and then they get married together. Like that's a very, very common Old timey thing, old show so, business, baby. Fucking, but Elvis, it is. It's weird. Jerry Lee Lewis. It's bad, yeah. But uh, I don't know what Even, point uh, I'm making what's here. His, Buddy Holly, the Rock God. Everyone, dude. I'm pretty sure hails. Led Zeppelin literally kidnapped women and brought them on sure. tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm For pretty sure. sure. And all the songs from that generation were also just like. She was 17. It's right. like they were all like that. It's fucking Yeah, it's everyone weird. think emo was bad. Yeah. Get a load of these guys. Jesus Christ. Out in the open, too, they were just unabashedly saying, like, I fucked her when she was 12. <laughs> <laughs> she just got a first pub. But I think he, he basically, he grooms them. Fox and Wilder kids, too, supposedly, allegedly, whatever. Allegedly. 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 He's speaking satirically. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, after that. I don't want to get a call from my lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> after that, he, like, once they're, like, 18 and stuff, he, like, tries to get them in a house together. And then he wants them all. He makes them all get, like, tattoos uh, of it's, it's like, the C and the D. And it looks like a heart. Um, I think they, they show it eventually. Do they show that? Okay, so his plan was, what is his end goal? Uh, I guess we can get to that later. But, like, uh, so essentially now his plan is, is essentially groom these women or these girls, essentially, into moving into his California chateau, if you will. And uh, when they- And be- fuck them. Yeah, and fuck them. And fuck them. That's, that's the whole goal. Well, I don't know why I this is like. I will say this, though. It is kind of nice that he tailored their rules to that person. <laughs> what do you mean? That, that's a, because that's a, that's a, uh, most kind of cult leaders, they would just do like one rule for everyone. But it seemed like he really tailored the rules to each individual person. Because that girl was complaining that the, some of the other girls that are uh, in their circle or whatever it is they call it uh was a little thicker than she was and she's expected to maintain a certain weight so that was her issue is why does she have to do that and some of the other girls don't so it seems to me like he's tailoring his rules for each girl so like one girl could do something and the other one can't and what he's doing is like the big brother situation. They're pitting, he's pitting them against each other. So he looks like the good guy in the situation. What a master in manipulation. I think that you are 
yeah, he's a master of manipulation, but I don't see I don't see how I I literally don't understand anything that you do that just came out of your mouth. <laughs> I I have no idea what you're talking about them pinning them against because, each other because one of them can be skinny and the other one can gain yeah, weight. Yeah, so they're jealous of one another. Okay. I don't think they are jealous causing of one a another, rift, but yeah. Causing a rift between people. Maybe. Do you know what that is? It's classic, like, you know those like reality TV shows? That's what they would do. They would they give somebody like favoritism because mm-hmm. they know that the rest of the house is gonna fucking hate them for it and resent them, thus causing the riff and blockbuster television. Actually, maybe that's what he was trying to do. This was his way of uh if he would have made this into a reality TV show. The Christelia house. Oh wow. Yeah, he probably could have got away with it then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Had the parents sign it all, sign off, and they on would it. have. It's California, and then they just they just have like these little clauses where, like, by the way, Chris is gonna fuck your kids in this house. I wow. mean, if Michael Jackson can get away with it with Michael, Macaulay Culkin, I don't. I, do you think Michael Jackson fucked Macaulay Culkin? No, I think he's the only one who didn't. I think he's yeah. I I, I don't think Michael Jackson. Michael I think- Jackson fucked some. Very handsome boys. <laughs> and they all dressed like Michael Jackson. I don't uh, think McCall I think Macaulay Culkin I think he probably was, was like ah, sorry, you're you're kind of like like I think Michael Jackson was out of Macaulay Culkin's league until uh no, I think until what, he was... got until he got the surgery, then uh and I also say that, but Macaulay Culkin was fucking Mila Kunis, so who am I to judge? Right. But like I think they were too much I think Michael Jackson saw too much of himself. Did, like, math together. He, he saw too much of himself in Macaulay Culkin because they had such similar upbringings. Mm-hmm. Because he used to get beat up by his dad. Macaulay Culkin used to get beat up by his dad. Things like that. You know, growing up in poverty and having an overbearing father. So, like, I think they both kind of, uh, you know, they could, they can um, commiserate in that. So I think there was like a bonding thing over that in a way that like Michael Jackson didn't have with other kids. Now, do you know, do I think he did it? I don't know. And it's none of my business. <laughs> like that's between uh, Michael Jackson and the law. There are some funny Chris Delia stories outside of Michael Jackson. Uh he he here's a couple funny ones. He like chased a, a hotel worker out like while he was naked. He like put in like a false report or something. Um Okay, so I was not a fan of Chris see. as a comedian. I never had watched his stand up. I had never watched any of his podcasts. Well, this is one of the girls Today, that he was interviewing he was- as well. Funny half-naked guy on Instagram. And this was in 2000. But like that, this is the kind of comedy that he does. Who does, who finds that enjoyable? Quickly after Jessica had messaged Chris on Instagram, she was given the same Chank Smith Snapchat that many other people. He was doing a show in my location. Oh, He's got a routine. Um, and he asked oh, yeah. me if I wanted to hang out. I met him in the hotel lobby. He 
was with one of his openers. He only had about 15 minutes before his show. And I can tell that his opener was a little bit nervous upon seeing me that he was going to be late for his show. So we ended up going to his room, talked for a little bit. Can they hear this? Made out for a little bit. And all that was well and good. But it was like something in his eyes changed. And he yelled at me to get on the floor. And I was like, what? I was just very confused because it was kind of... I think this girl's 17, too, when this is going on. was like, get on your knees. And I was like, um, can we just stay on the bed? And he's like, no, get on your knees. And then he snapped and pointed at the floor. This continued and escalated in intensity every time she told him no. The first time he said um, to get on my knees, I was like, oh, so he's like a dom. Um, I'm just going to politely decline. I was like, no. <laughs> so he's like a dumb, so I'm going to politely he's decline. Like, Get on your knees. And at first I was like, uh. I, I, Plus, I guess what I'm is this? Why do they keep doing the little ringing of the bell every time he, she says, Get I don't on know. Knees. I that was edited really this is pretty funny. I was really hoping you were going to explain that to me. No. No, I, okay, I think so it's just I'm crazy. I don't know. No, they, every time like, this is she some said, weird get on, choices on your knees, he hits the little It's bell. weird choices in stock footage. And at first I was like, uh, I, I, this I, isn't I, the girl that, that got chased I mean, out of the hotel. This isn't the hotel worker. I got to go she earlier. Was, I felt a lot of comfort in thinking that this guy is a celebrity in the Me Too era. Why is he going to want to risk this? But each time she declined, he got more and more erratic and aggressive and intense until she was literally afraid. Yeah, definitely. My heart was pounding. Also, yeah, exactly. Uh, I get that, too. Fuck, dude. We. It sounds like we're just going to end up defending. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, God. Yeah, it, I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. Like, these girls are. But how do you how are you scared for your life? By fucking this guy. This guy makes you scared for your life. This guy. You know what the biggest he's crime like, hey, is? Hey, dad. Hey, dad. This is, this is what I do. I do funny voices. I hate it's, him. I fucking, I don't. I hate it. How do you. And it's, it, it just is so much. Like, it just. It's terrible what he does. But it does validate my hatred to find out that he also grooms children like it's no his bigger crime is his comedy yeah his his comedy <laughs> and the his performance is hey much i'm not worse. trying to get involved with anybody's personal lives but the comedy <laughs> you know what's funny is i did say that earlier like i don't want anything to do with anything let's take a look at christy Elia. <laughs> Grooming. Like, look, man, I'm not trying to be a part of anyone's business. Yeah. Well, let's get into his business. Well, you know. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a shithead. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck this dude. So, okay. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you... I mean, obviously, he's... This dude's fucking rich as shit. Let's finish the story. But um, yes, he is finished as shit. He is rich It looked shit. like I had really, really upset him by saying no. Something about his eyes. It, it was. It, he looked evil. I, I. I'm not even trying to sound hyperbolic, but he looked deranged. At that point, I just grabbed my hoodie and ran out of there. 
house. There you go. Yeah, because she wouldn't get on her knees. Um, hold on. You think if he put this in like Des Moines, Iowa, anybody would believe it? Believe it? But because it's in Hollywood, it's like plausible. Well, this does take place all over the U.S. This isn't just like California. No, I mean him putting the house. The compound. The compound. Yeah. So his tour manager goes into it a little bit. How many people knew about this? Now, you may have been led to believe that Chris was canceled, but not in the world of comedy. There's no such thing as being canceled. Yeah, when you have like Patreon and you're able to do shows, I mean, I don't know. Look at Roseanne. Roseanne fucking got canceled and then had a residency in fucking Vegas for years. Yeah. Well, the comedy store did ban him. One of the most wild things to me is that Chris maintains all of his relationships have been legal and consensual, yet has truly never addressed the details of this CNN article. This article lays out three allegations. Megan okay. Trust, a hotel worker, and Laura Vitrelli. First Megan one's Trust, real bad. well-respected actress, was the victim of Chris Taken. Pretty funny that it also says the nut job in this. <laughs> yes. Because I'm, yeah, sure I'm pretty sure he uh, he jacks off on her. out his penis in her car and jerking off to completion while she screamed for him to stop and had to get out of her own car to escape him. <laughs> so jacks off in the car to completion... And he chose the nut job as the background. I hope this was post this uh, release. Whose movie is this? Hers or his? Which release? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We got it. We're back to the bell again. This is a different bell. It's a hotel worker. Can <laughs> Do they ever explain the bell? They never explain the bell. God damn it. Why does it look like Darth Vader's helmet? well-documented event as the hotel worker logged a formal complaint at the time and CNN spoke to staff that was notified and remembered this happening. And also Laura Petrelli, who told CNN that at 19 years old, Delia invited her and her friend to a, quote, party after a meet and greet, but upon arriving, there was no signs of a party and Chris was alone watching cops and eating shrimp scampi. Had That's how you know he's guilty. Shrimp scampi? That's a guilty man's meal. <laughs> the girls quickly came up with an excuse to leave, but as they did, Chris pulled out his erect penis and chased them out with it. It's just funny. To <laughs> it's so it. funny to me that, like, he's like, hold on. You guys want to leave? Well, let me let me do a little trick for you. He <laughs> yeah. just pulls out his dick and like it's some chases sort of them. Pull noodle. <laughs> He just chases them out with it. Yeah, dude, he's uh, he's a fucking weirdo. And honestly, you know, this whole this whole like cult thing that he's uh, he's doing, it's it's kind of insulting the cults. Yeah, because he's not even good at it. Yeah, and it's only like seventeen year old girls or eighteen year old girls. But that's usually how cults end up being. It's like they get all these followers, all these people, and then when things start really going south is when they decide to start fucking everybody. I feel like they fuck people before it starts going south. Let's start looking into some cults. But here's the difference, though. The difference between what he's doing and what a cult leader would do is he's also part of the isolation. So I get it. Like, you're part of the isolation, 
So, you know, obviously, like, you want to fuck, and all you have is these people around you. This is your only social pull. But this guy is out living his fucking life. So, so his his whole thing was, so does he ever claim, or does he ever say, I wanted to start a cult? Uh, yeah, he talks about it. He says it's uh He says it it was always a joke, but he references it in his podcast a lot that he wants to start a call and he calls a lot of his followers his babies. The angels Yeah, I don't want to defend him because I fucking hate him. There are a lot of plot holes in this fucking documentary. But then again, we didn't really watch a ton of it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. I'll watch it, and then we'll come back with a full. This is a two-hour documentary, but I wish they just had like a little, little wrap. Yeah, give us the angels. cliff notes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had a. I we had don't want to hear all of Shakespeare. We just want to hear the cliff notes. Yeah. But yeah, that's usually like the uh, the progression of cults. It's like guy comes to some sort of spiritualization writes a book about it. People latch onto the book. So he pulls together enough money to buy property to start his commune for his cult. And then he starts fucking other people or starts fucking everybody. And then cult falls apart. It's the tales as old as time, my friend. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of them. The one that I was trying to, Fine. It's that or mass suicide. Yeah. Yeah, this guy, Daniel Perez. What was that one where they like all it was like a compound where they had like a um like a standoff with like ATF and FBI? Oh, Jonestown. Jonestown with Jim Jones. Yeah. Yeah, we could look into that one. That one I mean that that one was like I think it was like nine hundred. That one was almost like fucking suicide by cop, where like the Heaven's Gate people were like just straight suicide, like a ma- like a suicide pact. Do you believe in that? What suicide by cop? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do too. I think that they use it all too frequently. Started as an effort by a charismatic preacher to build a new society, but it ended, of course, with the tragic deaths of more than We're watching news. What are we doing here? Is that? Is that uh Carson Daly? Jonestown was supposed to be a paradise in the South American jungle. It was anything but. I lo- <laughs> I love the beginning of this. It was anything but. This guy also did the Chris Delia fucking <laughs> documentary. <laughs> Every time someone commits suicide, they hit the hotel bell. Chris Delia was a comic a uh, a co- comedian whose biggest fan base was 17-year-old girls. But he was anything but. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, go ahead. Jim Jones, yeah, what a fucking... Well-intentioned. Yeah, he was like Jesus, right? Jim Jones created a religious movement called People's Temple. Charismatic minister fought for civil rights and had a multiracial family. It was the original Rainbow family. Including his adopted son, Jim Jones Jr., did his message at the time resonate with you? Yes, yes, yes. No ism, 
Wow, you kept the name. Shit, dude. Kept the name. He's convinced himself that he is some sort of superhuman martyr. Jones persuaded nearly a thousand followers to move to a remote jungle in Guyana. Now that's how you do a cult. You get it out yeah, of the Yeah, dude, that's country. what I mean. Like, Chris Elia, wait, you can't, you can't get, like, three 17-year-old girls to live in a house in Santa Ana, California together. But this guy, dude, he gets a thousand people to go to fucking Africa. That's a cult. So, no, South America. I don't think it was Africa. But regardless. I thought it said Africa. Maybe it was South America. No. Oh, yeah, that is South America. I'm also uh, a bit retarded, everybody. (laughs) That's actually the most. South America is the real America. I'm so impressed with myself right now. You have no idea. I'm so bad at geography. It's just funny. What if he just made all the black people work in the fields and he's like. So he like fights for racial well, equality, but then he just moves him to South America, and he's like, "No, that's why he adopted the black son." Like, I'm not racist. Yeah, <laughs> look, look at this yeah. guy. Uh, I believe he bears my name. Thank you very much. I don't know if this guy was fucking kids or not, though. I know. I don't that, think like, he was. Honestly, he was a lot fucking of- all the all the women. Speaking of which, we did talk about suicide pods last week, and like you know, maybe I I, I feel like the pod is still better than what he did. He did he did the the poison punch. Ugh, dude, that sounds like a painful way to die. Getting poisoned. Yeah. They all moved from California, right? Yeah, because they were in Northern California. Yeah. He ordered gunmen to follow the group to the nearby airstrip, where they opened fire. Five were killed, including Congressman Ryan, NBC correspondent Don Harris, and cameraman Bob Brown. Oh, so this is why the hammer came down on them. Robert Flick escaped. As did Ryan Aid and future Congresswoman Jackie. Dude, that's the thing. Is like they won't let their people go. And cults. I think cults would be more successful if you just kind of made it more like a free will thing. It's the end of the. It's the beginning of the end. Yeah, because they're gonna rat out everything that he does. Yeah, like dude, he is. He's killing people. I'm surprised they haven't come for Scientology at this point. Okay, but really, it, like, if we're talking, like, the difference between cults and religion, though, like, religion is a cult. Yeah. Religion is just the corporation of cults. Like, cults are like the small mom-and-pop shops. Yeah. Of, like, Getting taken over by big corporation. And then, like, Catholicism is like the corporation. Just think about it. They both, they've killed a lot of people. People have been murdered in the name of Christianity all over the fucking world. Preach it, brother. Children. (laughs) (laughs) Children have been raped recently in Catholicism by priests. These people do the same thing. Just on a smaller scale. Yeah. Believe it or not, it's on a smaller scale. You know, that's that's what America's doing. It just just wants to ruin all the mom and pop shops, you know? Yeah, because it challenges their... 
uh, control systems of authority. Like if you re- if you get rid of religion, how they can tr- how can they as a government control the masses? Dude, I'm just speaking my language. <laughs> but honestly, I I don't know. I'm always back and forth with that because like I wonder like what everyone would do with absolute free will and no like thought thoughts whatsoever. Like there, if there was like no rules and no laws, how would society function as a whole? It wouldn't. Too many people want structure like that. I mean, look at fucking all these fucking mega people who want, like they are like baffled why they wouldn't just let Trump win. It's like, you do realize that's the end. If we just let him win because he wants to be president, that is the end of democracy. We are now in autocracy. We're now like, you just want to be told what to think. That's all you want. It's like, like it's the, the people same... that love Putin in Russia. Yeah. Like there are people that love sure. Putin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even both sides have. It's so funny because both sides, both left, far left and far right, both love communism, Russia, but for very different reasons. Believe it or not. It's wild, dude. I mean, it's, they say it's a different reason, but it's the same reason. It's just that people are dumb enough to believe it here that it's going to fucking work. They're like, I think no, it's man. different reasons, but regardless, it's, it's the same power. thing. Yeah. It's power. It's, it's all about having someone in power. I mean, when we can't even simply answer the question, what do you want for dinner? We can tell you what we don't want. Our, yeah. What is Americans? What is our first response? We can tell you what we don't want, yeah, but we can't tell you what we actually want. Like, like I think so often that like uh, people like complain about the other spouse or whatever. Like, oh, they never know what they want for dinner. It's like neither do you. You're the one fucking asking, right? You, you were know, just you were just quicker than the other person to ask. You know who knows what he wants? Christelia. Christelia. Yeah, he wants seventeen. He wants seventeen-year-old girls for and breakfast, compound. lunch, and dinner at his compound. All he had to do was move that shit to Mexico. They would have fucking paid you to be there. <laughs> Actually, you know he what? would not survive in Mexico. Though you, Mexico's way too fucking Italy. wild. Move it to Italy. Now there, now you're talking. Italy would probably because there's that now there's slide. certain wait. Because you know in Japan, the age of consent's thirteen. No move way. Move to Japan. Yeah, dude. We're going to Japan. <laughs> uh, you know that there's been a case where somebody has been in Japan and they're like, Judge, uh, she said she was 13. <laughs> uh, there's like, so because Italy got hit so bad with COVID and everything, mm-hmm. that there's like cities that have been pretty much depleted of their population because they were so old. Because, you know, Italy's Italy. Italy's right. gonna Italy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, Dude, so, like when they got hit by that earthquake and everything shattered. Uh, yeah. Like, what do you mean all the buildings weren't up to code? That's the thing about like honestly, Europe, fucking Asia, everybody runs off of bribery. Like in America, they like. I mean, don't get me wrong, we run off of bribery too, but it's a little bit better than like. The rest of the world. Well, no joke. They're paying people to live in certain cities that have been depleted of their population so they can keep those cities afloat. 
Yeah. So even if you're American and you want to move to this little city in Italy, they'll pay you to live there. And will they let you bring all the 17-year-old girls that you want? I mean, I'm not up on fucking Italian law, but <laughs> I'm sure they could be persuaded because he's bringing not only himself, but a and whole set have... of population with him <laughs> that could... are young, viral people. You could have all the tomato juice you want for when your dog gets sprayed by a skunk. Brilliant callback. God damn, that was good. That is what I call just the perfect callback. What other? So let's go back to Chris Dealey because I am pretty fascinated by this. Because like, all right, I just want to. You want to actually? I, what I want to know is the mistakes he made, so I don't make those myself. You know what I mean? Learn from somebody's mistakes. <laughs> so this is his manager talking at the end. Well, don't get your manager involved. Because they're going to want 10% of the 17-year-old girls. Right? <laughs> I knew exactly who the girl was. I remember that whole night vividly. Some girls sent him an email about a complaint. All the details and actions of her story lined up. And the whole story was in that email. Then when I saw that, I'm like, oh, my God. Bitter ex-co-worker. This <laughs> guy know, looks like an extra in The Sopranos. Mom. He does. Like somebody who gets whacked. While eating, like, eating uh, like a bowl of pasta. You mean shrimp scampi? And I was like, you're a fucking monster. Zach responded to the reporter with all the proof he could to corroborate the girl's story. So a reporter reached out. He gave him all the screenshots I had. Info. All that shit. Chris found out that Zach had told the truth. The reporter, he became furious. I gotta send you that audio message. You made this way worse. This is now a story. It was nothing. And now it's a story. If they weren't Dude, gonna look at that anything, fucking house. Let's just say that the story should have been published. Was that the house? And when it no. disappeared, or his, his, his own home? No, I think he I it was like a separate house. 98% sure. There Which, if I timestamp this, I should have been able to find all these so I could be a little bit so more. So it was basically his manager or his former manager who quit informed the press about what was happening. Yeah. Why not go to the cops? Why go to the press first? I, dude, I, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. That's what I'm saying. Like, why didn't he go to the cops? I don't know. He might be helping the cops too. I don't know. No longer works in Hollywood. Or but I do, I do agree. This is, uh, had contact with Chris I hate this fucking guy. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I get it. You're playing devil's advocate. You gotta, you gotta look at the flaws of it. That's right. I mean, I'm a comedian. That's what. I, that's my favorite part about comedy is playing devil's advocate. See, he's always talking for Sanjay's typical manager. This guy is not helping. That's probably why he hired him as a manager. Because he's totally incompetent. Why not go to the cops, you fucking 
Dick. Because ever since he I'm stopped gonna tell working, the yeah, ever since he stopped working for Chris D'Elia, he's been making tomato sauce to <laughs> to bathe the dogs who have been sprayed by skunks. You get paid to live in Italy. She fucked Chris Delia. Doesn't matter age there. There's a lot of regret that comes with that. I gotta get rid of these chairs. It's squeaking and driving me nuts. Okay, cool. And it's after the show. I go grab her. I'm like, all right, come on. And I just bring her. She goes into his dressing room. I then go and close out the show with the venue manager. I come back and she's walking out of the green room. I see her face and this girl looks like she's almost in tears. In my head, I'm thinking, all right, that's weird. You know, Chris, what was that about? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, okay. And uh, needless to say, this guy had, so dare know, I say it, sick that, like, incentives. Yeah. <laughs> Very sick. And this guy was probably getting paid so much, you know. And it sounds to me like, well, I'm, and I'd be interested to find out if he actually quit or he had gotten fired. Because there's, you know, there's motive there. If he quit, sure, I can see kind of it being somewhat plausible. But if you were feeling as strongly as this guy is feeling, why not? Does he ever? Because you watch this, right? You watch the whole thing. Yeah. Does he ever go to the cops? Uh, or does he only talk to the press? I don't remember him saying he went to the cops. Yeah. So, so if you're feeling not. like that, why not inform law enforcement? Why not lawyer up? Has anybody lawyered up at this point? Chris? I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably already lawyered up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I already, I have a lawyer. You mean to tell me you're walking this earth without representation? Is that what you're doing right now? Huh, Mickey? Uh, yeah, I'm walking around without representation. Oh, boy. And I'm ripping on the Call Saras, that's great. Yeah. All right, let's... let's, let's you're let's... doing it satirically. Yeah. Because we have to Hopefully say that. Hopefully the Jews look at it that way. <laughs> Hopefully the Jews see it that way. Um, I have a few friends that are lawyers, but they have a hard time seeing with all those allergies anyway. I so don't know. I don't know if I would. It's fine. You bought weed off of a lawyer, you know, would you use that guy? Absolutely. That dude ruled. Was he a good lawyer too? Yeah. Like he had, you know, I actually my friend's sister's a lawyer and. I feel like I would call her, but at the same time, I don't know how good she is. Like, I, I actually would use my cousin before anyone else because you got a cousin. My cousin's a like a civil rights lawyer. Like he's yeah, but that's not like a defense attorney. But that's, you gotta, no, that's you what he is. He's a defense yeah. attorney, like but for, for civil like rights. Civil rights, yeah. But I'm not gonna get in a civil rights case. He does a lot of like, if anything. He does a lot of like nonviolent drug charges, and he he's a good dude. Yeah, but like, what what white 
person, I'd be like, yeah, dude, this fucking, this is a civil rights issue. I got a DUI. This is a civil rights issue. He would. Well, I'm I'm sure they would, but it wouldn't be a civil rights problem is what I'm saying. No, but he would represent, the, if you were, if so, if your rights, he thought in any way, shape, or form, your rights were being violated in that situation, then he can step in. Like, that is well within his realm of expertise of, if you, if there's any kind of mistake that the cop made where your your rights were either uh, not made clear or violated, that's where he comes in. But you should never give them anything. Oh, yeah. Never give a cop anything. You should be don't asking blow, questions. Don't do anything. You ask them the questions. You don't get like, them, you get them pissed theirs. off enough to like rough you up a little bit sure yeah yeah like you you like wait would you're he not... all, yeah would he sue too oh he would come down on them with <laughs> a fucking rain of fury he, it was like he like prays for those types of things like you and these cops are such morons like he like it's so funny listening to him talk about how dumb cops are <laughs> I, I get a huge... Well, they they hire anybody to be cops. But then there's so many, like, right-winger, like, back-to-blue people in my family who are just seething. And they know he's right. Yeah. Because he's dealing with the court case. And he's just talking about how stupid these motherfuckers are. <laughs> it, it's nice not being the one saying those things. You know what I mean? Dude, I used to have somebody that lived in my apartment building that was a cop. He was a Cleveland cop, and he would tell me that Cleveland was so, like, hard on getting cops that they were literally hiring felons to be police officers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Like, those- it's, like, one thing to not have, like, a college degree or anything. Like, to just have a high school degree. Like, I, I get that. But to, like, have gone to prison and then come out, and you're like, I'm going to be a cop. Like that's fucking mind blowing. In the early two thousands in Parma, there was like a huge scandal that happened, where uh, Parma's police force was like hiring a bunch of people with horrific priors in other police departments from other states, because obviously they don't talk to each other, so they were able to move to a different state. So if they they had a prior in Detroit, they moved to Cleveland. They can get a job in the police force. Right. So well, that's what they'll end up doing. So they would go and like, work for Parma Police, who do almost zero background checks, other than they go, like, are you a cop? And they say yes. And they're like, all right, you're hired. And so a lot of them were like, um, getting like tons of like overtime. And uh, they were like clocking each other in. No shit. So they would be like, like at home, you know, doing whatever, and being on the clock. There were so many instances of that happening. And then one of the people who was like, I guess, like the the architect of all this was a good friend of mine growing up's dad, who like basically. Ratted out all the shitty cops. No, he didn't even rant that. He got ratted out by all the shitty cops. Like, they threw him way out. It was basically, but it was his plan. Like, he realized. And then they caught on to his plan, and they're like, we got to get rid of this guy. Mm -hmm. So it was like a different police department found out. What did he get ratted out for? Like, what are they? So he was basically the 
architect of like, oh, this is how we all make a lot of money. Oh. Without ever having to extort anybody. So gotcha. the, basically they were extorting <laughs> the people who are paying them, which is, you know, the citizens of Parma. And he was like a Parma cop on the force for like. Take that Joe Briggs's family. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep. There they have. That's why he grew a mustache. You yeah, know what right. I, mean? I don't think his dad could. Uh, I guess I don't know. I don't know. According to Dexter, it doesn't matter how long you've been in this country. You can become a cop. No problem. Or uh, an imbe- a detective. You got it. Remember that guy, the Hispanic guy in Dexter? He's like Dexter Morgan. Remember that guy, the old chubby Hispanic guy? You weren't missing out on anything. That show was terrible. I didn't. Yeah, I know. My friends got into it. The one season with John Lithgow was good. The rest was just pure garbage. And I don't know if it was just nostalgia of watching John Lithgow be like a psycho. It was fun. Yeah. That was a good time. Well, you want to hear about this cult? Cults R Us is a yeah. great name for... So this is a cult that I was uh, telling you about earlier that was in New York City. Uh, it kind of... So, like, I think they started off as kind of like a pyramid scheme. And then they uh, they became culty. And then the one girl from Smallville was like... Allison Mack. Yeah. She was in this call. And she Did got... you have a crush on her when you she, she was on Smallville? Yeah, of course, oh, dude. Oh, dude, so... I had the biggest crush on her. I still do, actually. So if you hear this, so this is the founder. What a charming guy. It's all it's all <laughs> sex, dude. They're always sex cults. Yeah, so usually it's two things. That it usually... just like shows that men will do anything to get pussy. Like <laughs> they will fucking start a cult just so that they can fuck. I mean, that's not even the worst that we've done. We've started wars. We started yeah. cults. We started religions. Like men will Dude, go. Religion no and cults. Match. Same Mom's, difference. Yeah. Same difference. Corporation, mom and pop shop. I could be, you know, I. What do you say? I don't even know what to say to that. But well, there's some. I, he has sentenced in 2020. I, I forget how much, how much time he's doing. Correct. I think it's like 120 ass. years. I come from a very witty Italian family. That all my life, part of part of affection was being a smartass. So I do have a smartass answer that comes to my mind right away. You know, this is a, our credentials. We have sterling credentials. That we have no credentials in the field. See, credentials are, seem to be self-limiting in the field. You know. So, With the uh, mental gymnastics this guy's doing right we now. Absolutely do not have any of the credentials. Dude, he sounds like every corporate CEO. Anytime we would ever, like, at the job I worked at before I got laid off, anytime anyone would ask the CEO or, like, the vice president a question, they would just talk in a circle. Yeah. For five minutes. And then just, like, the, the get off topic and just use big words and talk in a circle and then go, does that make sense? On to the next question. <laughs> and then they just fucking – and that's that's what all this is. Yeah, it's of, just a bunch of, of, like, uh, business jargon. And then it's they like, go, and does that make sense to you? And they don't even wait for a response. No, they just yeah. move on. <laughs> They're like, you, you – does that make sense? Good. Next question. <laughs> 
And, they put it on you, though. They almost make you they, feel like, stupid. This is, this is what this guy does. He's like, oh, yeah, I came from a small Italian family. That's what my my old CEO used to do. Like, I came from, I worked hard. I came from a small family that didn't make a lot of money. And then, like, and like everyone no, was just like, favorite, you literally just laid off half of your workforce and bought yourself a $10 million mansion with a private golf course. And he's like, well, you know, I came from a small family. They don't even say I, small. They say modest. Yeah. That is my favorite buzzword that they use is I had a modest upbringing. A modest upbringing. That's exactly, yeah. I, I, ha- I had term. a modest upbringing and you know my father, he worked in a factory uh almost for 40 years and he only made about $40,000 a year and uh with inflation you know, that's great. Yeah. That's great money. In he didn't he made forty thousand dollars a year in nineteen ten. And then he and during then a he recession. Reti- and then he retired, you know, and uh he and then it just showed me where hard work can take you. So that's why uh I ended up, you know, buying a, a large uh, compound for myself. <laughs> and we just needed to show that we were still profitable for licenses and everything, so that's why we had to get rid of half the workforce. Does that make sense to you? Does that make sense to you? <laughs> Next question. Oh, wait, except he would never say get rid of half the workforce. That's uh, that's why we had to downsize uh, due to the market conditions. And, uh, yeah, all of those factors just really make sure that our company will be able to progress to the next steps. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> All right, next question. Our, our trainings no, that so have been used so far to treat the problem. Like real quick, like if you live in San Francisco and you make $60,000 a year, that is going to seem like a modest upbringing to you because of how much money it costs to live in that city. Dude, now, that if you be, make that same amount horrible. of money. That'd be a horrible upbringing in San Francisco. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're poor there, but you make that same amount of money in, for instance, Des Moines, Iowa. I don't know why I'm harping on Des Moines, Iowa tonight, but like. Because you really love Slipknot. (laughs) Uh, Des Moines, Iowa, that's a pretty good income. Yeah. Or Alaska, even. So I think this is his wife. While was running Consumer's Byline, he began a relationship with an employee named Tony Natale. Uh. After his company was shut down, he and Natale tried running a few businesses around New York, such as a skincare company and a health supplement store, but none of them lasted. During this time, Natale was seeing a therapist named Nancy Salzman. Anyone who sells skincare products is basically in a call. (laughs) Yeah, what it was the one where they drive around in pink cars. Uh, This is where it's like executive coaching. That is, dude, like motivational speaking, executive coaching, it's all bullshit. I'm happy that one of them just found out that, like, finally came out as a call. They're all cults. Yeah. Corporations are just cults in general. Absolutely. Don't you want to be a part of our corporate culture? We're a family here. Nexium is an umbrella term. 
Ranieri and Salzman were having a hard time finding customers, they changed the name of the company to Executive Success Programs, Inc., and began to expand their customer base outside big corporations. Why are guys with round frames like that got to do such horrific shit? They're making us round frame fellas out there look like assholes. I don't trust anyone with round frames. <laughs> Not even John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. John Lennon was an asshole. Yeah. He beat his wife and fucking was violent. Yoko Ono needed to get beat. She's a shitty singer, and she just went off the rails. She's a great artist, though. No. You ever seen some of her? It's pretty solid. No. I'm just gonna go with no. Dude, but you gotta think about it though. As more and more people a man like John Lennon ESP going through all that for Yoko Ono, that fucking pussy had to be fire, son. It's just Asian pussy, dude. I remember when I was I was in college, I uh, I was sitting on our porch, and we were like one of the only places that had like a porch. It was the same house where the 19 year old uh, fucked a, a bunch of kids and didn't. Uh, put the trash out uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like those are the two things. yeah it's where the white rapper and I lived um this black guy walked by and he uh he yelled up to me he goes hey where are all the white bitches at and I said you're asking the wrong question where are all the Asian bitches at <laughs> this dude fucking lost it he's like you on the same level my man it was fucking yeah, but uh, Asian Asian moment. people don't go to the University of Akron. I don't think unless they get into like, uh, yeah, they're too smart for that. Yeah, dude. I don't know. It's like whatever, like plastic engineering is poly, whatever polyamory, polyamorous engineering. <laughs> no, that's just the cult. That's Chris Delia. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. So Ranieri and a few others came up with what is known as the Stripe Path. The, the Stripe Path, path consisted of members who wanted to be coaches. These members would wear a specific colored scarf that they called sashes, which would denote what rank they were. Like the uh, white sash meant you were a the Catholic religion. training to become a coach. Yellow and then they all fucked each other. Orange meant you were a proctor. Dude. Green was the highest rank you could achieve. They learned this everybody the fucked, church, dude. This is like the only orgy where everybody fucked missionary position. This is like a modern version of the Vatican. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like, too. Yeah. Like everyone, you're making fun of the sashes. Oh, yeah. Well, let's see what bishops wear. I, li- I like how uh, you can see that I looked up saints earlier. Uh, that was in my uh, my previously viewed. I was trying to figure out how many saints were black or if there were any black Catholic saints. And uh, the answer is there was about 11 of them. Wow. And there's uh, 7,000 saints. <laughs> <laughs> so out of, out of, out of 7,000 saints... 11, on, 11 of them were black. Uh, yeah, dude. 
How is this not a cult uniform? You know, they kind of got gypped, though. They didn't get the goofy hats. Yeah. Dude. All the sashes and no hats. That's a shame. Okay, if you had to wear one or the other. Oh, give me the sash. All yeah? Day. Yeah. I say give me the hat. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> that is a give wild. me the hat and the robe. I mean... Do you think while they were having their orgies, they kept the sashes on? Absolutely. How do you know you were able to fuck? You can't fuck. You could either fuck your level or below. Damn. That's the thing about all those fucking like, like if they're like, you want to get rich now? Are you sick of being poor? Buy my course for 5000 That's how you get rich. What? Is by selling those bullshit courses to so many people. So if you're going... Hold on, real quick. If you're going to start a cult, make sure... If your cult wants to survive and go the distance, make sure to avoid three things. Too much sex with too many different partners. I'd say throw sure children in there. Yeah. Because avoid they always sex with they children. avoid sex with children. Stay away from violence. Okay. And make sure, stay, stay away from excessive money laundering. So if you're going to have programs, make them donation based. Yeah, but I think that's the whole part part of a call, and that is money laundering. The third one, I don't Maybe, think. I don't no, think the third that's one the, really that's, matters. That's, I think it's I mostly know. don't have sex with kids and stop. Uh, are we? Did we? Okay, I gotta take a piss. Did we stop recording? The audio stopped. But the video still going. Let's go back to watching some videos. Yeah, we're jumping around people a little bit. We we're having a little technological issue. We uh, we talked about cults and Christelia too much, and it hacked into our system <laughs> and shut down our recording. So now we're back, and I don't know what we were talking about before. No, we have the recording. One of the many courses given at Nexam was EM, Exploration of Meaning. In this course, you would explore... Why do they look so fucking... I mean, I get it because we're talking about cults, but, like, look at... Dude, look at them. Look at that white lady on the right. She looks like she's coked out. Yeah. And the girl on the left looks like she probably just popped a couple of Xanax or something. Yeah. Or that or just came. She was so relaxed. <laughs> just But in reality, the course was designed by Nancy Salzman as a way to uncover members' fears, then use them as a manipulation tactic later on. That's kind of smart. Smarter than anything Chris Dealey has done. 
But if that didn't Christy, work, be watching this documentary. the outside world was influencing you, the notebook and that and if pen. you don't follow the teachings, you will be at fault for the failure of humanity, and your spiritual self will pay the price. Stop. By 2012, there were Nexium centers throughout mm. the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Along with these came newer courses such as Jeunesse, a program specifically for female members to obtain empowerment with one another, headed by Pam Kaffritz, one of the women who was in Ranieri's inner circle. Another was SOP, Society of Protectors, which was a male version of Jeunesse, where Ranieri was known to lecture about his hate towards women. His hate towards women? And then there was the source, which was headed in... There she is. How did she get wrapped Alice up in this? Mack, best known for her role in the TV show Smallville. The program was meant to help struggling actors in public speaking, but it was really just oh. a recruitment cover for celebrities. She After went out there to the recruit celebrities. Genesse, yeah, so they later, want she want they wanted her to get celebrities involved. Dominius Obsequious Sororium, roughly translating to the obedient master of the sister. Got it. Only so they do explain what Doss is. The obedient of the master of the sisters. These women were told that the group was just like Janesse, but that the mentorship was better and the women would be brought closer together. But underneath it was a sex slave ring for Ranieri. This is where things go the south. The initiation process for oh. consisted of the women being assigned as a slave to a master, normally whoever recruited them. This master was in charge of checking up on their slaves to assure they were doing what they were told, as well as making sure they gave their monthly collateral. All right, now I feel like they're just using buzz terms. Collateral. Even when also a synonym for pussy. Huh. Or women in general. Grandmaster, which turned out to be Ranieri. Collateral normally consisted of nude photos of the women and sometimes even all their passwords to their social media. All is blackmail to keep the women from revealing the group to the public. But in August of 2017, some members of DOS came forward to police stating that they had been branded with a cauterizing during a ceremony in DOS. But the police refused to pursue any legal action because the branding was consensual. Hmm. A couple of months later, former members... Similar like to Christy Ilya's branding that he puts the CD on their necks. He's just He's just not to this level, though. You know, hey, did, did they show any of the tattoos in that documentary? They did, but I couldn't find them in the video. I couldn't. I'm sure that if I sat here and scrolled, but I feel like that's doing a disservice to everybody. Yeah. Just like, hold on. I'm looking. I hate that I'm like trying to play or I'm, I'm playing devil advocate and all this. But. How do you get into a call? Like, how do you fall for it? We're just not likable guys. That's why no one wants us in that cult. It's both a blessing and a curse. Yeah, dude, I can't even get a corporation to fucking like me. <laughs> An HR department. Dude, I swear, like, every time I've ever worked for a corporation, I 
end up hating it within three months. And I'm just like, dude, fuck all of this. Fuck these rules and all these meetings and all this stupid shit. I could literally, cults are too organized for me. I wouldn't be able to do it. We have a problem with authority. Absolutely. Why did we couldn't join? We couldn't join like the army, we or like any kind of armed forces. We couldn't join a cult. No chance in hell. First off, I would never fight for America. I would never in a million fucking years fight for this fucking country ever, ever, ever. Maybe the Air Force. Never, though. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you like to fly planes. Just because I want to, yeah, just because I want to fly drones and I don't want to die. But, dude, like, getting in the army and, like, going out to a fucking, like, Middle Eastern country, no chance in hell. You know what's funny? I was just talking about this last night. I don't even like people. I I don't like Americans. That's how this whole system runs. Like... We have to kill people in small countries so that our people can take out massive amounts of debt and never pay it back. Like, if you're ever, like, if you take out a bunch of debt and you're like, who pays for this? The families of the people in Iraq that get their houses bombed. That's how you can afford to take out $300,000 on a house and then $30,000 in different credit cards and then a bunch of different loans because that's just how that's how we roll. They pay know? for it with uh, their wedding yeah. money. Because the weddings are already expensive, let alone the ones that blow the fuck up. I got so much respect for people that go to the courthouse and just get married. Fuck a wedding. I've been to too many this year, and I'm fucking sick of them, dude. They're all the same thing. Weddings, weddings are. You talk. You preaching to the choir. You know what? Let's start a cult that's anti-marriage. There we go. We just have to start recruiting seventeen-year-old girls. It's just an institutionalized religious sacrament. Um, but seriously. I mean, look what it did for Elvis. Dude. Marrying his cousin, right? Or was he, that was his, she was just young. Was it Jerry Lee Lewis? It was his cousin and she was Jerry Lee Lewis definitely married his cousin and he, like, dude, he groomed her from when she was, like, 13. Uh, or married her at 13. Something she, like that. I think that. she, they got married. She was 14 years old. Either way. The point that I was making was I hate weddings because and fuck America. Uh, yeah, and fuck America. Uh, I hate weddings because like they like the only good thing about a wedding is everyone's like, oh, like you have an open bar, you can go and drink at the open bar. By the time you're giving a wedding gift, paying for a hotel. And go like going through that shit ceremony. This ceremony is so dumb. I have not met one couple that has written their own vows ever. It's always like, all right, repeat after me. Do you, I, Jason, take Melissa to be my lawfully wedded wife through sickness and health? It's the dumbest fucking, like, it's the, the dumbest just script. It's the best way I can put it. It's just this fucking script 
that some preacher gives to some people, and then they're like, I, I say the things after I say them to you, and now we kiss, and thank you, we paid $50,000 for everyone to be here, <laughs> now everyone's gonna dance to the Temptations for fucking two hours. Who's ready to do the Macarena, everybody? Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? My bio- throw my hands up and shout, blah, 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 shout. It, 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 the amount of times that I've heard that song this year fucking makes me want to blow my brains out. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it is the same set list every single time. It's Twenty Four Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. Always is the first song, and then somehow it rolls its way into the Temptations, and it just fucking, it's the same. Who are these wedding DJs? They pick the same songs, and they all suck, and then the food also sucks. It's mediocre. Oh, do you want, do you want bland chicken or bland fish? What would or you bland like? bland beef. Fucking terrible, dude. Fuck weddings. You know what's funny? My wife and I, we wrote our own vows, and literally the the uh, the officiant of the Good wedding. for you. He goes, do you? He turns to me and goes, do you? I go, yeah. And she turns to my wife and goes, do you? And she goes, yes. End of wedding. Va- End of reception. Writing your own vows is just so much more personable. You know what's funny? You know who ended up crying during the vows? This guy, that guy. Right she there. was stone cold. Nothing out Miranda of Miranda is stone cold a little bit. Yeah, nothing. Motionless. In a good, I in was a good way. Balling my eyes out. Oh, you. Well, that's the thing. She was get. She was getting something good, and I knew the mistake I was making. <laughs> I was crying about the money I was spending. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Like fuck, dude. My half of my life is is gonna be gone if we ever get a divorce. Well, now she's dead, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> Onward and upward. On to the next cult. <laughs> All right. What are we gonna? How are we gonna land this plane? I don't know. We got we got four minutes of this video. I'm Arab, so let's, you know I'm let's not. Let's see the ending of the I call. don't know how to land a plane. Yeah, right into the towers. <laughs> yeah, landing a plane for Arabs is just usually involves a building. They let it happen. 9-11 was an inside job. It was a part-time job. Lauren's coming. Do they always end up in a foreign country too? Nancy well, that's Paul's the way to do it. Lax laws, unorganized government. and was sentenced to forty-two months in prison and a hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. Forty-two months. who was proven to be a master in was arrested and charged with racketeering conspiracy, racketeering, forced labor conspiracy, wire fraud conspiracy, sex trafficking conspiracy, sex trafficking, and attempted sex trafficking. On April eighth, two thousand nineteen, Mac pleaded guilty to all charges. She was sentenced to three years in prison and three years probation. As Dude, but three the- years for those charges is wildly uh, understated. Three years to racketeering and sex trafficking. You ruined how many lives and you got three years. It's a slap on the wrist if you ask me. That's not, that's not even a full college degree. That's an associate's degree and a half. <laughs> and you have 
trafficked so many people. What country, though? Oh, in America. In America. How do they, where do they get off? Because they, all these crimes were committed in a different country. No, they were committed in America. I think they just end up in different countries towards the end. Mm. When they're fleeing. Ranieri faced charges of sex trafficking, human trafficking, forced labor conspiracy, wire fraud conspiracy, racketeering, attempted sex trafficking, conspiracy to commit identity theft, and obstruction of justice. 18 months. Ranieri pled not guilty and went to trial on May 7, 2019. Wow. No, he got a lot of time. Including Lauren Salzman, Nancy Salzman's daughter, testified against him. In June of 2019, in less than five hours of deliberation, the jury found Ranieri guilty on all charges. Wow. Five hours. That's nothing. 120 years. Who was proven to be a master in DOS, was arrested for racketeering conspiracy, forced labor conspiracy, wire fraud conspiracy, sex trafficking conspiracy, and sex trafficking. Salzman pled guilty, but because she made a deal to testify against Ranieri, she was only given probation and 300 hours of community service. Yep. Nexium is no longer in business today, but a small group of people, including Mac's ex-wife, Nikki Klein, an actress known for her role on Battlestar Galactica, believe that Ranieri is innocent, and they are currently trying to get Ranieri a new trial. God damn. But whether or not you believe that Wild. Ranieri was actually... Five hours of deliberation. That is wildly quick. For like he 15 was charges. For 15 charges. Yeah, he, you were undoubtedly guilty. So that is kind of... I, the whole jury concept is so fucking stupid to me. How much time should Chris Delia get? I mean, 45 minutes to an hour like any headliner. <laughs> I was going to say 17 years. <laughs> it's appropriate for it's all too old. girls. Yeah. It's too long for him. All right. I think I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. What was I about to say? Oh. The whole jury concept to me is fucking ridiculous. Like, how are you going to expect common people basically pulled off from the streets to listen to this trial who have zero background in law now convict a person based upon crimes that were explained to them by lawyers who are educated in the law while also there's a judge in the room who's also educated in the law ask the foreskin fathers Makes no fucking sense to me. It doesn't matter, dude. People, we're all, this country was founded by criminals. We're all criminals from one extent to another. Just jerk offs. Just some people are, some people are just more convincing and can start a cult. Well, you learned the things not to do while starting a cult. So get out there, folks, and do your best. Start a cult. Cult it up. Stop fucking kids and don't get everyone to kill themselves. Don't murder people. But, like, other than that, you could probably get away with a lot. God bless America. 
and no one else. Take it easy. (laughs) Take it easy. We're done. All right. Oh. And now we're all dead.